Welcome back, everybody. It's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of Cinema Draft Game. Back at it again with the homie, Jay Devlin, our, our fan favorite. What's going on, Jay Devlin? Not of my friend. Just uh, excited for this weekend ahead. I feel like it's going to be a little disappointing after last weekend's fireworks, but uh, definitely looking forward to playing a little bit. Well, I definitely think it's going to be unpredictable. So these are the theater counts that, that came out, you know, almost Christmas. A little bit of a surprise was shut in. Originally projected to be at 1,850 screens, got bumped up into wide release, which I think should really kill its chances. <laughs> so at least for our game, as far as we're concerned. And I'm really excited to see how Arrival can perform. As people who follow the podcast know, we do have a slight prop bet on Arrival. I say it's going to make $25 million or more. Jay's taking the under. I don't know, Jay. Arrival under. Had, under or, all right, so Arrival had, so the projections have been anywhere between 16 to $20 million. Arrival did $1.45 million last night in Thursday night previews on, 19, on almost 2,000 screens. I went and saw it. It is an excellent film. Excellent film. Word of mouth is going to crush for this film, even more so than The Accountant. So I think we're going to see some accountant-like results, and this thing is going to pop to like 30. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good luck I with said, that. Right. I said it. I, I said it. And <laughs> wait, till, wait till those cinema scores start coming in, too, like A+. Plus. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. So, But you know what? I'm just a dreamer and a believer with money on the line. So <laughs> let's take a look at some of these call sheets, shall we? Our $100 feature presentation, which is our main game. And and apologies, Jay Devlin. I guess uh, a release change happened while you're away from your computer, and you're not in this week. Sad, I, sad to I, see. I work, yeah, I work Thursday nights, so you know it's not. I, I get that. Uh, I get the email that says my call sheet is invalid when uh, one of the movies moves, and I uh, mm. just wasn't able to get in and fix it. But I will be. Uh, I mean, I loaded up on Moonlight and Almost Christmas. So I'll okay. be very curious to – I will be judging these call sheets based on what I – you know, obviously me thinking those movies are going to be gigantically huge. So okay, I think fair almost enough. Christmas is going to be like huge theater count. I'm, I, there was a – something went on in our country this, this week politically. I don't know if yes. you've been watching the news. <laughs> no, no. I was in a cave somewhere. <laughs> I know you're just – Wednesday. You know, you're always doing cinema draft, but there was some there was some news going on this week, and okay. and I think there's uh you know I was on the old Twitter machine this morning, and I, I see like Stephen A. Smith out there, you know, saying, "Oh, go support our people to our people." You know, I think there's a little a little backlash out there among certain segments of the population. So, so you're feeling like be, it might be it might be a little bit of entertainment tribalism, is what you're saying. I think there will be a little <laughs> bit of a groundswell of just support, you know, coming up. And almost Christmas is going to blow uh, the doors off some people. And I'm sure it's a really good movie. I'm sure it's a well, well, I mean, so it comes from the Will Packer camp. Will Packer has given us, you know, other holiday entertainments like this Christmas. And he's, and he's, he's a really accomplished producer. He's come a long way. He's like, he's like what I like to refer to as the anti-Tyler Perry. Because his first film was hot garbage. It was called Twa, which was about menage a trois, which sounds hot and sexy. But it was like the most low-budget, low-rent type of vehicle. And he eventually developed his skills as a producer and, 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 and writer and all that sort of stuff to come to a point where his films are now highly marketable, highly entertaining with you know diverse cast that you know tend to you know hit a lot of different you know segments of the population so i am actually optimistic about almost christmas but i couldn't make it fit into my call sheet this is my call sheet that we're staring at right now real CD quick what kind of, real quick what kind of twa was he uh like two two girls and a guy what was the it was it was two girls and a guy 
it was like yeah it was like a married couple two girls and a guy in, in atlanta because that's where um that, that's where uh, he's based out of originally was based out, i believe i believe he's in la now uh, and and it was you know unknown actors whatever but you know it was a hot idea we all went and saw i wanted to support it i saw screening as the real deal back when i was writing my movie reviews full-time or foolish time or whatever and i just remember like writing notes this thing like you know make this stop <laughs> this is terrible <laughs> this is hot garbage i'm sure the interview's floating on the internet somewhere uh but yeah and so to see him go from that to, to where he is now where he's doing like you know like big budget movies you know medium budget movies he's his real niche is are seems to be like those those medium budget movies with largely african-american cast that you can they can kind of produce for like 20 to 30 million that can get you like 60 70 and you'll always be able to eat in hollywood if you're giving multiples of two or three x your budget so, so this movie was a Menage a Trois movie based in Atlanta. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Menage a Trois I, movie based in Atlanta. We, it sounds hot. The, the the leads were all hot. The women were hot, and but the writing it was just terrible. Well, I've never I've never seen this movie, but I'm guessing that what happened was they were all building to this climax of meeting for a threesome, but two of the three people got stuck in Atlanta traffic and didn't make it. <laughs> is that is that what happened? Spoken. <laughs> so so you tried so you know just for some background, everyone. Jay Devlin took a trip to the east and south and southeast. Visit our, my favorite city of Atlanta and was greeted with LA like traffic. It was not, was not pleased. <laughs> not pleased. <laughs> I digress. I apologize. <laughs> All right. So, so, so basically, here, here's the construction. Back, back to the college. Here's the construction for what I was thinking about this weekend. I was doing everything I could to fade Doctor Strange, but I don't think I can. So I took at least one headliner from Doctor Strange. Got some trolls also because trolls projected to do another 26 to 30 million. And then Arrival. And I am standing by my guns. That is excellent excellent movie and going to what you're talking about with this event that happened in our country this week this is the type of movie that i won't say will like bind people together per se but having the feeling of aliens invading your planet and feeling fairly oh, helpless wow. you are trying deep trying into the narrative to, and trying to figure out how to communicate with them might actually strike a chord somewhat somehow i actually do have a review posted on our company blog of uh, uh at medium.com slash at cinema draft five time five line movie time where i attempt to squeeze in wait real quick why is you, what is biases 40 year old blackmail what, what what does that have to do what, how is that a bias oh oh no 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 no, no. so <laughs> so so since you're so for those who are familiar with the real deal a lot of my friends who might listen to the podcast they know that this is the way i've always written them as Okay. I, so it started off as 30-year-old, you know, or 30-something black male, who, and I list what my biases are because the thing I absolutely cannot abide in, you know, when reading movie reviews, especially when I lived in L.A. and Manola Darkest, who now I think is the New York Times, was writing her movie reviews, that you never knew from where they were coming. And oh, so, okay. and, and all these people are always, like, say that they're, they, they, they posit their reviews like they're the hand of god like they're the word of god or something like they're the only ones who know anything about movie reviews and that you should all listen to what they're saying okay fine you've seen a lot of movies maybe you've been exposed a lot more than i have but i want to know like who this person is and where they're coming from because that will color their review because you're human and i always thought and, Fair I, enough. and I think I like that's that. like the biggest missing thing link in most of these movie reviews so i've always listed my my biases and i've always listed my movie biases going into the movie because that also can color how you receive a film like for example, i was reading your biases as your movie biases yeah. i thought you were saying you were a 40 year old black man so you're biased against aliens or something <laughs> no 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 this is who i am but this is what i'm thinking about the movie going in okay. i love sicario sicario was was lit that's like a top, top movie was great. last year absolutely great movie 
And and the thing about that arrival is that he takes a very I mean he he treats that that movie very very seriously. It's not not serious to the, to the lack of fun. There there's some jokes in there. It's, it's some moments of levity, but it's a very serious film. You have that whole creeping sense of dread you had like the entire time you're watching Sicario. Same type of thing. And it's just it's a really excellent movie. Great performances. Just great all around. And I really enjoyed it. And it's the type of movie that where people want some escapism or whatever. I mean they might turn to Arrival, and especially once the word of mouth gets around it's really going to take off so i so i made sure i had to get some arrival in because i honestly think it for its price i mean it's 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 probably actually accurately priced considering the overall box office and you're gonna get some hidden value even at thirteen thousand two hundred. and then the rest of the way i was pretty much just punting outside my my, my uh, moonlight i couldn't quite fit in a moon a moonlight headline headliner stack and still do a, a loving headliner stack now i think loving based off of what we've seen in his performance recently could explode. It says 46 screens. I actually thought it, says, I thought it was going to be expanded to 68 screens, but at 46 screens, uh, it still might do some some real damage. Because last weekend it made 139,000 per screen. Now you can't extrapolate that out to all 46 screens. But even if it hits like 10,000 a screen on 46 screen, you're talking about four million. So oh wow, I'm hopeful. Exactly right. So even if it drops like you know you know, 60% per screen at 46 screens, you're looking at 10 million at 10,000 per screen. How so. have you not won this game yet? <laughs> I, <think that's> <laughs> I don't You have like tools that you're, you, I think you might have too many tools. You're like Tracy. <laughs> McGrady. You're the Tracy McGrady uh... cinema draft. You do too many things well, and it kind of like gets in your way. Jack of all trades, master of none, huh? Well, that well, if that ham- ends up hampering my my call, she will know the reason why. And coming from the god Jay Devlin, who takes the mouse <laughs> of this game, this nascent game, to another level, that is high praise indeed. And by the way, the draft mom says hi. She loved the last podcast, the last Micropod, and loved you on it. So you know, your your biggest fan is my mom. Draft that's mom. that's the only reason I do this pod to stay in the good graces of of Mama Cinema <laughs> Draft of Draft Mom Claude and Jack. Mom, yes. Take a look at some of these other call sheets. Some interesting ones. Uh, oh, look at who showed up. G Nice podcast, friend of the podcast. Been on a couple times. My boy G, aka Greg, and he, this Shut is his him. first call sheet. So we're gonna take it easy on him. He went with almost. He left a ton of money on the table. Okay. Um, we're gonna learn from this, G. We're gonna learn from this. Um, shut in is gonna do some business, but not what you think it will. Um, it's definitely cheaply priced. Uh, you're definitely under budget. Uh, almost Christmas. If you're gonna go almost Christmas, Greg. You want to have uh, two headliners, at least so I at least maximize your salary. And Stork Sun's last legs, but you had to punt at platform, so I understand. You didn't have to punt at platform. <laughs> Okay, this is the first call sheet. So thank you for playing the game. We look forward to seeing you back next week. Well, we're moving well, on. Enough said. Yeah, enough said. We're not gonna, you know, we, we love we love G Nice. We love our boy Greg. He'll be oh, back great. on the pod. Great on the show. Yeah, for sure. Enjoy um, him on the show. You go to BT. Yeah. Go to BTTF. BTTF. Yeah, the the former champion. The, yeah, BTTF and Steel Card Thirty, and you know, big shouts to Steel Card. You know, oh, out. loving. Wow, he's on the loving train. I, you know, this is an interesting call sheet. I think I kind of like this call sheet. Uh, if, if Loving does what you think it's going to do, this is the winning call sheet. Man, if Loving even gets $2 million, this call sheet is just is lit. killing it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's totally lit because then you're getting, oh, my God, you're getting 30 points each here and then 20. Oh, my God. This is this is some hidden value here. I, I'm, I think I should have gotten more Loving. Oh, my goodness. This, uh, do we know who this person is yet? Because they are very thoughtful at this game. They, they, yeah. they obviously do their research. 
I mean, technically, I kind of know who all these people are to an extent, a little bit, at least for, as far as their emails and their gender and stuff. But I'll, otherwise, they're fairly anonymous until they go cash out on PayPal. I have implored any of our previous champions, you know, hit us up, you know, email us, podcast.cinemadraft at gmail.com. Come on the pod. Discuss your process. These are fascinating, really, really thoughtful call sheets. You're absolutely right. Yeah, this is a great call sheet. I think this is uh, – I'm going to go on a limb right now and say this, this wins. BTTF, you are our favorite call sheet of the week. Oh, and for those of us who are who are familiar with the podcast, with our breakdowns, you know of our open love affair with uh, Kelly, uh, the wife of Jay Bird, this, the, the, the power couple, the Cinema Draft power couple. They are on their honeymoon, didn't get a chance to put in call sheets. He sends his regrets. I send my thanks. <laughs> so they, some of us have a chance to win. They the are the Brad and Angelina of Cinema Draft. Oh, wait. Bad time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, J. Kel, Kel J. <laughs> All right, J. Kel, Kel J. Thanks for giving us the weekend off. This this is my mom. This is the draft mom again. She she pulled a surprising upset over her son last week. She landed the top ten, her first top ten ever, first time beating me ever in this game, I believe. So let's see what she came back with. Uh, Doctor Strange looks good. Arrival, I like. I like her he- mom. I like your headliner stack of Arrival. That is. I am with you. Almost Christmas, very smart, loving, and then she punted everywhere else. I like this call sheet. It may not be my favorite one of the weekend, but I I, I dig this call sheet. I think this is a top 10 call sheet. I just love that Miss Peregrine's is still relevant in this game like six, seven, eight weeks later, which is fantastic. Yeah, in Hollywood, love the fact that it's still relevant in this game. (laughs) This is what this game's about. I'm not big on Arrival. I mean, obviously, I just, I don't think, I think it's going to do closer to 15 million than 25 million. So, that and, would be my that would be my only problem with this call sheet. Well, I will just say this on on you know a third on two thirds of the screens it was going to have out or whatever <clears throat> with yeah, on min, you know last night preview showings it's already banked one point five million so we're already a fi- we're already fifteenth of the way there. <laughs> we shall see, my friend. We are fifteenth of the way are, there. People are too busy out protesting anyway. Nobody's going to the movies this weekend. <laughs> I th- I think that's exactly why everyone's going to the movies. I wanted to escape last night, dude. I was ready to be taken away. Let me, and I and I lost my mind in this movie. Like as far as I lost like sense of place, you know, time, or whatever. I was totally absorbed in this movie. And I think that kind of word of mouth is really going to help it. But that's just me being totally biased, trying to fan up my movie. Uh, Sean Waldo, my college roommate. Let's, this is his first foray into this game. Oh, Let's take a look. Get, at this. Get, dude, get him on the pod. I want to hear some. I want to hear some college stories. Oh God! And they're all the same story too. Oh, the time when I went out looking for going to Popeyes and people were looking for me, or oh, how we had a business running movies that were dorm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll get him on the pod. We'll get him. I would. I would probably chop off my little toe for some Popeyes rice right now. <laughs> Pop- underrated. Uh, underrated piece, side dish. Two piece spicy. Spicy white with an extra biscuit. Their biscuits are delicious. Sponsor us, Popeyes. Sponsor us. <laughs> so this is actually an interesting call sheet. Um, he's got he, – so he, so he totally faded Doctor Strange. Very interesting. He went with some trolls, Arrival, Ideal. It's, it's a little scattershot. Almost Christmas. Yeah. I see what you're doing. It's not going to win, but it's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not as bad as – or it's not as challenged as, say, like a Gene Ice call sheet. This is like a Jackson Pollock. There's just no focus to it. <laughs> it's, it's all over the place. $7,000 left over. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge is not relevant anymore in this game. Uh, last week was the week. Last week was the week to, you know, to jump on it. You get lucky and outperform, but it's going to lose 50% of its audience. 
and it well, still you know, costs you know way too much money. So it's interesting you say that because I actually think it's it's relevant, but only in a certain type of strategy. And actually, if I can find the call sheet, I'll bring it up on my own in a minute. Um, I think so. I think uh, Hacksaw Ridge. I think you're right with the new entrance this week. I think Hacksaw Ridge will be a little less relevant, but but I do think that two weeks from now it'll be extremely relevant in like you know the the limited release category. Or whatever. Absolutely. Like once, once it drops down to limited, it's going to be a force. That's my prediction. A hundred percent. And the other one I think we should take a look at. Oh, our our friend Hebrew Hammer, Mike. Let's see what you came with this week. He was see these these movies like these movies that drop out in wide release and like two or three weeks later aren't relevant. It's like the movie Cocoon when the old people jump in the pool with the big egg <laughs> and they come back to life. It's like Abe Vigoda, all right. Like that's what that's what Hacksaw Ridge is. It's Abe Vigoda. It's the guy Wilford Brimley. It comes back to life when it goes down to limited release. Steve Gutenberg forever. <laughs> and and part of the reason is that we've we mentioned this on the show before, at least I've mentioned this on the show before, is that when it comes to to movies like a Hacksaw Ridge, which is definitely skewing older, definitely you know, you know, like Veterans Day actually, it might see a Veterans Day bump. Don't don't sleep. This is actually if it, if it receives a, a Veterans Day bump, Hacksaw Ridge might not be too bad of a look. But it, these are the type of movies that older people generally tend to go to movies later. Like they don't need to be there the first weekend like we do. You know, they got stuff to do. They can get to it when they get to it. And so this is going to have long legs, which is why three, two, three, four weeks from now, Hacksaw Ridge will still be relevant. So so what do you think of our boy Hebrew Hammer's call sheet? Break it down for us, JW. Um, I looked at it this morning because uh, it's just always fun to talk shit to Mike. <laughs> not, not, a, not, not fantastic. Like I said, Hacksaw Ridge is done. Um, and he's on this ideal high mushkeel. The fact that we can pronounce that movie correctly now means it's totally <laughs> irrelevant. Exactly. That, that movie was relevant when we had no idea how to fuck to say it. So that, that movie is dead. Um, it was on 302 screens at its peak. It's now down to 163. It's on its way out. It's on its yeah. It's on its deathbed. So he doesn't have any loving. He doesn't have hardly any moonlight. If it, he has no moonlight. Um, yeah. No this, moonlight. No moonlight. This this call sheet might finish just above. Uh, G nice who left $25,000 on the table shots fired <laughs> shots fired. Okay. So uh, let me sh- let me share um, just a couple more call sheets of mine. And cause I was, tr- you know, with, when you can't win any money at the game, you know, sometimes you get a little bit cavalier and you start messing around with some stuff, right? Like I always take the feature presentation very seriously. You, you always get my number one top call sheet with that one, but I didn't do experiment at times. I, I'm, I'm interested in some different strategies. So I, I'm trying to remember, I think it might've been the background talent, which is the one I went with. With the total fade, okay, yeah. So this is my total, total fade of of uh, Doctor Strange, and this is what I came up with. So the, the thought process here is: you load up on your trolls, you load up on Arrival, and Arrival overperforms, and you, you headline with the shit out of this thing, and then also, and you punt at uh, punt at, at Handmaiden and get your one, you know, keep up with Joneses, whatever. I mean, I think this has a shot. A shot like on raw score at possibly mm-hmm. if 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 things break right at possibly being a top five overall score. I don't know. What do you think? Um, again, I, I just I'm not on the arrival train. You know, I don't think arrivals that thirteenth out could have been spent somewhere else. I, I'm sure it'll be good. I, I mean, I could be totally wrong. Uh, Trolls, the, the those animated movies don't lose as much as the regular movies do. Just because kid movies are just kid movies and people are, you know, maybe people wait a weekend to take their kids out because they don't want to deal with the crowds and the strollers and buying all the popcorn and all that crap. So 
And the projection I saw had a twenty-six point eight million. So, which is considering it made forty-five, that's that's losing less than fifty percent. Which, as we've seen, is that's a win. If you lose, if you can keep like roughly seventy percent of your audience, you know, the next week, that's that's a that's a great sign. Yeah, this is okay. I don't well, because the thought process is, I can get two, I can get two two arrivals for one Doctor Strange, and then have enough money to go get you know a couple trolls. I just like the loving thing. Like you brought, I didn't even. That I am missing. I am missing loving on this. I totally if that does loving. what you say it's going to do, and this, and what were you saying? Thirty points for a headliner and loving. Oh man! So if this thing, I mean, just like I said, it had it had almost forty k per screen on just four screens in New York and LA last weekend. It expanded to forty six screens, and you know, also in in probably more coastal elite markets or whatever, right? So it's probably gonna. I mean, even if it loses like basically you know sixty percent in its per screen average, you're still talking like like you know ten, fifteen, twenty, uh, twenty points right there. You're, t- you're still talking like one to to two to two and a half million on the weekend, which at one point per hundred thousand is going to get you 25 points. Then headliner bonus, you're at 40 points per. So when you look at a BTTF call sheet, I mean, when he, when he's able to pack in five lovings, Oh my God. Hey, breaking breaking news real quick. Just want to send my condolences out to the the family of Robert Vaughn, the man from uncle. One of like my favorite spy guys of all time just passed away today. Oh, was was it so. wasn't he on um uh the the ABC show Heart to, was he on Heart to Heart was that him No, no, that was that was Robert Wagner. Oh, okay, Robert Wagner, who's fantastic. He also killed his wife on a boat outside Catalina, but was never convicted of it. But that's a whole other <laughs> that's a whole other story. Okay, you <laughs> news you can only find here on the Cinema Draft podcast. <laughs> okay, well, yes, the, uh, our our condolences to the family of uh, Robert Vaughn. Um, <laughs> Wow, that took a turn. So we're gonna turn it back. One other strategy I had going on my call sheets. I think this. Is the Ed, one. you come on. You've been on mostly sports. You know how we roll, man. The tangents just the tangents are always flying, bro. You got to stay on your feet. All right. True. This is true. But we know that people like to tune into our Friday micropods for the strategy. So we'll keep it a little more strategy yeah, yeah. focused. Um, and so this is also another one where I'm doing complete fade. But this is one where I work in some loving. This one actually I'm feeling more confident because it's all headliner, a call sheet. I've got I got like headliner stacks of pretty, pretty much everything that's relevant except for Doctor Strange. And I do slip in in almost Christmas. So I think this is this is kind of like a, a, a CYA call sheet. This is a cover your ass call sheet. If you're going to fade Doctor Strange, just covering all the bases. Dude, almost almost, almost Christmas is going to be the surprise. I would almost go on a limb and say almost Christmas beats Arrival. Head up. What? Just oh, heads up. Oh, heads up. oh, I love You know what? Mono right, a so- mono, almost Christmas, takes down Arrival. You heard Second it prop bet. Second prop. So we've got two concurrent now. So we've got JB Smooth. JB Smooth, son. That's my we've guy. We've got our $10 prop bet on, on Arrival doing $25 million over under. And we are going to do a secondary. I've, I'm invoking, you know, executive order powers. Well, I still can't for these next two months. You're a tyrant. I'm excited. I'm a tyrant, damn it. Hashtag blame Eduardo. Uh, I am doing a second prop bet, another $10 on the head to head Arrival versus Loving. Oh, cool. Although, although I'll give it to you. In, it's projected to do better than than Arrival is, so you've got that going for you, which is nice. I was I was looking for odds. I was looking for two to one odds. Whoa, I gotta get whoa. some odds. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm a poker player. I'm not a gambler. I don't do like oddsy stuff. I mean, if you okay. if you if you feel that, I mean, I don't feel that bullish is going to be. You already ha- you're already ahead in projections. You know, I mean, take the win. Just just take, just take this free money of mine. Take this one to one money. I'm nothing if I'm not stubborn. Bet is on. I'm in. I'm in. 
<laughs> All right, you heard it here, uh, viewers. Uh, since I can't win any money at our game, which is fine, uh, I'm going to make money off you know, poor saps like Jay Devil who couldn't get his call sheet in right. So we're going to bet that that Arrival will. So my, I'm betting that Arrival will beat uh, uh, almost Christmas head to head, while he, Jay Devlin's betting that Arrival that, that Arrival will lose to almost Christmas. These are heady times we're in now, everybody. This is what you're getting from the Super Draft Podcast. Prop betting, pure conjecture, hating on call sheets, a lot of fun. We're going to wrap it up now because we know our boy Jay has to go play some tennis. Slim and trim, lovely Jordan. Thanks a lot, Jay Devlin. As always, it's been a pleasure uh, chopping this up with you. Uh, And also, shout out to the people. Tell people what you're up to. Tell people about your podcast. Uh, hey, mostly sports, UBN Radio, IR Radio, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, just obviously all the platforms out there. Uh, just give us a listen. I think you'll dig it. It's a lot of fun. Um, that's it, man. Yeah, just doing that and just trying to survive out here in this world, man. Life is good, and that's all. Oh, and, and as we were signing off, looks like we have, uh, a, you know, joining the Hangout real quick, the Hebrew Hammer. Do you, do you have any thoughts on, on, on what we've uh, discovered my call sheet this week, the only one that I've gotten to actually stick for the past three weeks, and I couldn't be more disappointed in myself. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> there you have the raw truth. We, we <laughs> spent some time. We've just his call sheet. Thanks for jumping in at the last second, Mike. Hey. We appreciate you. <laughs> Mike, if it makes you feel any better, better, I had nothing good to say about your call sheet. I, well, I wouldn't expect anything more, so now I'm a little bit more optimistic that I'll, I'll play some pretty high. So it's, you know. I got that going for me. Which is nice. Which is Excellent. Nice. Excellent last minute cameo by the Hebrew Hammer. Thanks again to Jay Devlin. Thanks for everyone for tuning in to the podcast. And we will see you all next time.